T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Daryl Ryder, 92.3 The Fan Beat Reporter, brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, welcome to the show. Only fans. Oh, you gotta, you, okay, repeat the line because you weren't on there for a moment. You forgot Nick Wilson does on Only Fans. I mean, I'll use that handle. <laughs> it's I all will. yours, my man. If yeah. that is my one contribution to your life... You are so very welcome. That's all right. Earlier today, I, I was talking with uh, Jason Pinkston, and I was talking about how I just, I just want the Browns to be consistently good, and I used right. the phrase, I just can't wait to swim in golden waters. And the flood of tweets asking me if that was going to be on my OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, Duke don't dance you, with pineapple. That's what I'm going to say to everybody you, out there. You uh, dove right into that one, didn't you? Uh, head first, as always. Thus the brain damage. Um, I can ask you this question because you're not just the, the Browns beat reporter. You also cover the Cows, Forest, and Guardians. As of right now, after six games with Deshaun Watson and 41 games of Donovan Mitchell, which trade has a higher bar to be declared a success, the Mitchell trade or the Watson trade? Oh, with without question, it's the Watson trade. Like, if he can't get the Browns... I don't want to say to the Super Bowl because that's tough and they've never been, but if he can't get them in contention to to get to a Super Bowl, then that trade's not a success. I'm sorry. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's already a, 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 an all-star starter for the Eastern Conference uh, in his first year here. He's the first Cav to do that since LeBron in 2018. He's only the, the fourth or fifth Cavalier to do that in, in franchise history. So, I mean, that trade's already been a success and 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 paying dividends but yeah I, I think that the bar especially because of the baggage that Watson comes with the contract which has reset a lot of thinking for some for uh, from some players around the NFL I, I really think the bar of success is extremely high for Deshaun Watson and the Browns all right so so I I think a lot of people tend to agree with you on this and I'm it's less that I I don't agree with you it's more that I'm I'll be honest I've talked myself into both scenarios like if the Cavaliers don't get back to the NBA finals with Donovan Mitchell I'm not going to consider that trade a failure well but like let's so I actually had a, a the hypothetical because I like to to think five years into the future five years into the future Donovan and and uh and Dar- uh, Darius uh Donovan and Deshaun are both on their way out and both the Cavs and the Browns' uh, resumes are identical, right? So one conference title appearance and five straight playoff games, or five straight playoff appearances. Which trade is is viewed as the more successful trade? Mitchell. Why? 
Um, because again, I just I think I think the bar is much much higher for for Watson. I, I don't think that the, the the playing field there is even. Um, yeah, I, I just I almost. I hate to say it, but I almost feel like with Deshaun Watson, it's Super Bowl or bust for him because he is supposed to be the best quarterback this franchise has had since Otto Graham. I'll, okay, in fairness, that's I don't want to say it's a low bar, but like well, but it's the bar. The bar is the bar, right? I mean, <laughs> Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback since 1999. Uh, the, the bar was just that low, right? Mm-hmm. But the bar is the bar. And he needs to be the best quarterback that this franchise has had since Otto Graham, plain and simple. Donovan Mitchell does not need to be LeBron James for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I and and that's the big diff. That's the the differentiating factor for me, Nick. I, I just I, I just I I feel like everything involved with that trade that the Browns made last March. This guy better come in here and just absolutely you know, play like someone we just, we haven't seen here in generations. I I just, I really feel that way. So Mary Kay earlier this week um, made a comment that the guy's react, and I I, keep keep referencing the guy's reaction to it. It's more that the Twitter response was almost to ridicule what I thought was a fairly accurate, and, and in some ways, I don't think it was a hot take. I think it's reality. Um, And she had said that the Browns, believe they already have their Joe Burrow, which is Deshaun Watson. I think that's fair. And and so after those six games, because I, I, I feel like people are massively overreacting to the final six games of the year. I think he got okay. better as the time went on, and I, I'll be honest with you, I think the Browns failed Deshaun more than Deshaun failed the Browns, but that's for another day. It's, right. Okay. I'm asking you the question here. Um, I don't know why I'm giving you my <laughs> takes before I set you up for a question. When you look at... Deshaun Watson. I gave you so much of a take that I forgot what my question was going to be. Something related to something that Mary Kay Cabot said about uh, the Browns believing they already have their Joe Burrow. How about that? I'll reset your own question for you. Now you take it from there. (laughs) And now I ask you the question I intended. Um, How shaken are you from the idea that he can be that for them over the next four to five years? Can he? Absolutely. Uh, that that's why they did what they did, right? I mean, that's why they gave up six draft picks, including three first rounders. That's why they gave him a fully guaranteed two hundred and thirty million dollar contract that really upset thirty one other NFL owners uh, around the league, right? Uh, because they believe in the talent and the ability to do that. Now it's incumbent upon the organization to put him in positions to realize that potential. And again, this has been my criticism of Kevin Stefanski. As much as I like him personally and as much as I respect his his football acumen professionally, I just don't feel like he has done a good job the last two years leading this team and maximizing the talent with which he has to work with. There's been a lot of built-in excuses for why they've underachieved the, these last two seasons. So now... It gets real in 2023, and it's incumbent upon Kevin Stefanski and his coaching staff to put Deshaun Watson in positions to realize that potential. Um, So the Browns' history being what it is, do I have confidence that that's going to happen? 
I'm leaning more towards no than I am yes, but I have to be fair about it and give them the honest, clean slate and opportunity here to actually get that done before trying to, you know, shape public opinion on that. So um, the it it's there. I think we saw glimpses of it in those six games. Uh, his escapability, the ability to extend plays. Uh, you know, we saw a couple of vertical plays down the field. Certainly want to see more of that. But it's there. The talent is there. It's, uh, you know, combination. Deshaun got to continue getting the, the rust knocked off this offseason, coming ready to hit the ground running. And then again, Kevin Stefanski and his coaching staff uh, putting Watson in a position to be successful. And then obviously it falls on Deshaun to go out there and live up to that potential. Daryl, if the Browns were to make a splash move this offseason, and let, let's let's keep it to one move, meaning it's it's between wide receiver or defensive tackle or defensive end, and they'll still address those other positions, but one specific need gets a splash move. What type or what area do you want to see that splash move in? Defensive tackle. Because receiver, you can get value, Okay. And, and I, I say that understanding that they traded a five to get Amari Cooper, who, who in spite of the injury he played the final quarter uh, of the season with there, he was not a disappointment. He lived up to expectation, right? Um, and I, I believe that you can, you can fill your receiver need without having to make the quote-unquote big splash. You can get value there. The the front seven right now, quite frankly, is not good enough. And that, I think, is where the splash needs to be made. And the splash have to has to have substance. It can't just be, you know, uh, I mean, there's got to be substance behind that move. And we've seen with Andrew Berry, when he does make the splash moves, there is substance behind them. But that's where it needs to be. It needs to be in the front seven, preferably on that defensive line. Daryl, uh, another uh, thought that has come up this week is the idea that that uh, you know, like Lima says, he's jealous of of the Bengals. He should be. Um, yeah, but I, that's not the number one team I'm jealous of because their success is still relatively shortcoming right they, they they have achieved more in the last two years than the Cleveland Browns have achieved in 40 but go on well no fair I'm not I'm not trying to discredit their success what I'm saying is I'd give me Kansas City because Kansas City's well, done yeah, it for, they got the trophy in the case I well well no not just that <laughs> it started in 2013 I mean I think I think it's twice they've missed the playoffs since 2013 and over the last yeah. five years they've been in the AFC title it's game sustained. more often than not. I, I understand what you're saying they got a trophy in the case and they have sustained the success, whereas the Bengals, it's just back-to-back years for them. Yeah, but quite—I'll be honest with you, Nick. As long as Joe Burrow's there, I, I think that they're and he's healthy, right? I—I I think that uh, this is not a uh, this is not a fluke. Uh, I—I I do believe that the Bengals have ascended now to the team to beat within the division. Uh, they are now the 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 top dog, the big cat, whatever you want to say uh, there. Uh, they're they're the new team to beat. They're the team that the other three teams, including the Browns, are now chasing. I I would agree with that. Um, I still want to be Kansas City. That being I mean, said, and look, they suffered, right? I mean, because they almost fired Zach Taylor, right? He he uh, uh, won six games in two years. They're losing their mind in Cincinnati. They're they're worried. Uh, you know, five straight sub five hundred seasons. If this thing's ever going to get on track. 
uh, you know, Joe Burrow is is under siege and whatnot, and uh, they've and gone on to win 22 games in the last two years. They have done right in that two year stretch where, like, you compare it to the Browns. The Browns only won one game. Somehow the Bengals managed to win six in their teardown rebuild. And on top of that, quick turnaround, like almost immediately, year three, similar to the Browns, year three in the playoffs, uh, but uh, and advanced in the playoffs, they got to a Super Bowl. The Browns uh, weren't able to get to the conference championship game with Patrick Mahomes on the sideline with an injury, but then they have followed that up with a better season Right, they won two more games this year than they did the the you know the year they went to the Super Bowl, and that's even with Nick them start. I think they started what zero and two, or zero and three, and like everyone was bailing on them. Ah, oh, the Bengals are cooked. They were a one hit wonder, whatever. And their last loss was to the Browns on Halloween. So I, I think the Bengals are set up for long term sustained success. And uh, as I said, they're they're the team everybody's chasing in the AFC North now. You're welcome, Cincinnati. Um, no, so by the way, the other thing I'm I'm actually as equally jealous about is their front four defensively. Just because uh, you everybody talks about Joe Burrow, right? Uh, Hubbard, uh, Hendrickson, and DJ Reader. I'd said this earlier. If you put uh, just Reader and Hubbard, and Hubbard's like a clear number two edge rusher right now. Hendrickson's yeah. like the lead dog. You put just those guys on this team, and the Browns are a probably 10-win team this year. Agree or disagree? I would agree with that because they're not uh, – they, they certainly wouldn't get chewed up on the ground and spit out the way they were this past season. I I, I forget that I was like, I don't know, 13 of the 17 games they got gashed for over 100 yards on the ground. Um, and really it started with the Atlanta game, that third quarter drive where the Falcons just ran it 12 straight times down the field and the Browns were helpless to stop them. And, you know, the Chargers came to town, terrible running game. All of a sudden they find a run game against the Browns. And that just really laid the blueprint for everybody. Hey, if you want to beat up the Cleveland Browns this year, all you got to do is turn and hand it off to your running back and you'll have yards and points of plenty coming your way. And uh, ultimately that's uh, one of the, the key uh, contributing factors as to why this season went south. Daryl, looking to the Cavaliers, um, and there's a few ways I want to go here. When you look at where they are versus where you thought they'd be, uh, are the Cavs through, I think it's 50 games. I could be wrong on that, 48 games. Are they ahead of, uh, behind, or right on schedule for where you thought they'd be at this point in the season? Uh, well, I mean, they started 8-0, and, and I was <laughs> throwing out, hey, man, you know, set your June aside. Don't make any plans. You you might need to be in downtown Cleveland then, and I don't think that's going to happen now. I think that's now unrealistic. They've, they've really come back to earth uh, since then. Um, they're right where they were a year ago. Uh, at 30 and 20 through 50. And um, so I'm not going to sit here and say they're a, they've been a disappointment. I will say, though, there have been some games that have gotten away from them, that they were in position to win, and they just, quite frankly, didn't get it done. Um, this is going to be, I think, an important couple of months here for, for J.B. Bickerstaff and this young Cavalier team because they need to take that next step, and that is closing out some of these games that we've seen them lose. Uh, the, the talent is there. I don't know, Nick, that there's like a magic trade coming up here at the, the trade deadline that's going to improve them beyond the, the current roster and what they have. Uh, 
Um, the bench consistency worries me a little bit there, but I, I think they're they're meeting expectations, but they're not catching they're not surprising anyone. They're not catching anyone uh, off guard, and um, it's it's going to be an interesting couple of months here to see what they're able to achieve because I really think top four team and advance one round in the playoffs, I think those are reasonable goals that are very much attainable for this team. So let's say they get to the playoffs, whether it's the play-in or a seven-game series. and They, they got to go seven-game series. I'm, the play-in's not, not good enough for me. I, they got to get to the seven-game. I would agree, but let's say they – so let's say they get to a seven-game series but lose. What's the culprit? Why would they lose? Well, I, I would say the culprit would be late-game execution. Just, just without having any context of who they're playing and whatever, you're just asking a generic questionnaire. I would say that if they don't advance, it's going to come down to late game situations and not getting it done in crunch time. I would agree, but but it's funny because I I think fifty percent of my doubt is on JB, and fifty percent of my doubt is on whether whether Evan Mobley and Darius Garland are ready to help them achieve that. Well, I mean, they, they, look, I mean, JB is kind of in the same spot that the, the the team itself is in, right? They're both unproven in these uh, in, in this env- in that environment, right? In a in a playoff contending environment, they're still unproven. Uh what they did last year was great. They came out of nowhere. They were able to get to the play-in, unfortunately weren't able to advance. But now you look to take that next step this year, get yourself into the playoffs. And I think that that's where we start answering the questions. Because I'm not going to lie, there have been instances where I do sit there and say, "Is because I want to be clear, J.B. Bickerstaff absolutely earned the opportunity he has, right, to, to coach this team and try and get them to that next level. He has absolutely earned that right. But it is in the back of my mind where I ask, okay, yes, he's earned that right, but is he the guy that's going to have them be successful in those moments? I do ask that question uh, at times and uh, give them a fair opportunity to uh, to answer it. Yeah, and I do think it's interesting that some people think that, that that because he earned the right to do that, that right is somehow infinite. Time is not infinite in the NBA. Daryl, great stuff, buddy. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the conference title round and a little Cavs Thunder action tonight, bud. I got Chiefs and Eagles. The Kelsey Bowl. That's what I'm rooting for. All for, right, buddy. For the Super Bowl. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Championship Sunday. You too, buddy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.